0: A lasting impression from that uh, woman. I, 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 would, I would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, completely as classy as you would expect. You know, here I was, this young guy in his 20s, and uh, she was referred to me, and she's in my apartment in New York, and uh, just a complete class act from beginning to end. Presence, bearing, wow. everything that actually, uh, you know, I teach. Who are you? And where are you going?
1: What do you want? Together, we'll find the ideal path on The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel No matter how dedicated we are to finding our way to wow, we can't be on every moment of the day. And in fact, there are times when we just have to be able to reach for that peak performance. So, my guest on this episode of the show is Steve Memel, and he's, I know you're thinking, wait, it's a vaudeville act, Bemel and Memel? No. He's going to give us a way to immediately access the very best in ourselves, so that when we need that sort of power move, we can do it. But first, our bartender, Brian Orozco, is gonna make a cocktail. So what are you gonna mix up for us today? So today I'm making a classic cantina Mexican
2: cocktail. So my travels I learned about a little Hair of the Dog cocktail called a Piedra, which stand, translates to like a stone or a rock. So this happens after you've had you know, a couple too many drinks. The night before, <laughs> you wake up in the morning you want to stimulate your appetite. So it's going to be oh, a, the version I'm making is using a little anise liqueur, aniseed tequila. We're going to stir it and have it as a little shooter. Okay, so this is kind of like Hair of the Dog or? It's like a little Hair of the Dog, one of the many variations out there. Okay, and okay, great. So we're going to start off with a half ounce of any anisot core You always want to try it first. Some of them may be a little sweeter, some of them may be a little lighter. This one tends to be a little bit on the sweeter side, so we're going to use a little less here.
1: Okay, I mean, could you use um, even, um, uh, I, I went up, you know, the, the famous one that people said always makes you go crazy. Oh, absinthe. Absinthe. I'm sure you could probably use absinthe. There's some similarities in the ingredients there. Okay. With absinthe, it's a little stronger,
2: so you want to go a little lighter on the absinthe. Okay. And with this one I'm gonna do an ounce and a half of tequila. It traditionally is tequila and anisette. Okay. There are other variations. that will add angostura and soda water, but I like this one because it's quicker. Mm-hmm. It's a two-part cocktail and you can stir it right away. Nice. Especially when you need to get your day started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna put some ice in that there. Give it a couple of cubes here.
1: There we go. So you definitely want to chill it down.
2: Yeah, definitely. So when we're stirring, not only are you mixing drinks, but you're also stirring your drinks as well. You're chilling them. So give it a couple little stirs here and there. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that your anise will turn a little milky white. Mm-hmm. It's just a property of when you mix it in with water or ice. Yeah, and Pastis does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they all do. Okay, and that's that. It's literally such a simple drink. So we'll do a little bit there, a little bit there.
1: If you don't need a hair to dog,
2: then- it's also a good way to get your night started, too.
1: Yeah, well, this, so this is going to be a great way to start off the interview.
2: Well,
1: salud. Salud. How can you build a stronger mindset? So, Bryant made this for us. This is called a pierda. And my, my Spanish is not very good, but... Pierda. A pierda means stone. So, if I may be saying it wrong,
0: is that because we're going to become stoned upon well, the so, invivin? I meant to ask
1: him that question, and I didn't. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, cheers. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, I'll see everybody later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so I'm just gonna do a, a, a short okay. uh, bio so people mm-hmm. people know who you are. Okay. Right? And uh, and the, you know we'll we'll have a chat. Great, uh, and I don't know, we'll drink more or not as as the you know the mood good. strikes us. Very good. Very good. Los Angeles-based Stephen Memel is an internationally acclaimed voice and performance coach and an award-winning actor and director. And as I was mentioning earlier, you're half the vaudeville team of Memel and Bemel. Memo
0: and Bemo, yes,
1: I love that. Thank you for laughing at that joke, nobody else has.
0: Why? It's charming. Well, thank you,
1: thank you. You're charming, (laughs) Kevin. Thank you. He is the creator of the science of switching on, a unique Mm -hmm. and impactful Mm -hmm. system that enables him to achieve rapid and dramatic results with all performers. And among the people you've worked with are Maroon 5, uh, hopefully, hopefully I'm going to say her name right, Sarah Beret? Bareilles? Oh, Bareilles. Okay, see, that's my French misleading. Mm,
0: that's all right, it looks like that, yeah. you know, so.
1: Jesse McCartney, Drew Barrymore, Justin Long, and Isabella Rossellini.
0: Yes, a lasting impression from that woman. Uh, I, 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 would, I would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, completely as classy as you would expect. You know, here I was. This. Young guy in his 20s, and uh, she was referred to me, and she's in my apartment in New York, and uh, just a complete class act from beginning to end, presence, bearing, everything that actually, uh, you know, I teach, which is kind of interesting. It, It was a Ross Geller moment for you. It, it was a, a, a Ross Geller. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know that's Friends, right? Friends, yes,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully the people out there know know the reference, but if not, so let's 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 kind of dive right into it. What is the science
0: of switching
1: on? What what
0: what is that? What is that? Okay. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. You yeah. uh, know. No. <laughs> um, by the way. Uh, I shouldn't ask this while the cameras are rolling, but I'm going to because, yeah. I don't know, where, where, where should I be looking? Just let them do their work? Yeah, let them do their work. Okay. And, and we often
1: break the fourth wall, so it's not
0: a, okay. it's not an issue. All right, all right. You, get out of here. I told you not to show up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that was just humor, you know. Uh, one, well, actually, one thing I teach people is don't bore yourself. Huh, okay. Because people tend to, I, I mean, this is something I've seen more and more and more and have made some modifications to my work based on this. But in our culture, people only feel like they're doing worthwhile work when they're grinding out the details. They don't include what is, to me, the ultimate and final thing that integrates new skills, the acquisition of new skills, which is uh, delegating all that work to your subconscious mind. Mm. And, you know, the best delegators don't uh, get in the way of how the people that they delegate to are going to do the job. They just tell them to do the job. Mm -hmm. And our subconscious mind is so much more amazing than our puny little conscious thinking mind, Mm -hmm. which is only 5% of our brain to begin with, that um, until you move into that state of play, of freedom, where you're not minding the store, your brain, your psyche, your body, whatever it is, doesn't have the opportunity to do its work on its own without being micromanaged. So, this, oh, I say, so, to so I want to answer your question directly. The science of switching on um, is uh, the result of a couple of things. One, when I was a young you know, I, I came up in the arts, so when I was a young performer, I moved to New York I was about 21, and I did I was involved in many different arts. I uh, you know sang, I acted. Um, I played the piano, I danced professionally, I mean basically had my hand in pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day, one evening, walking past Lincoln Center pondering this, I had what some people call a download, but for me I kind of like the word epiphany more, which is Mm -hmm. regardless of which particular art form and form is a very important thing I'm doing, there is one constant and that was me. And we people have our people stuff and we tend to carry our people stuff wherever we go. And that became true so it became very obvious to me and it was one of those things that rang in my head that there is only one art, that art is you and everything beyond that really had to do with just what avenue what discipline you were bringing that you wherever you are in the state of all your things which de- science is switching on details a lot about but how you bring it to the world you know that's the only thing that really differs is is the medium and hypothetically as i codified this because I'm not one for a lot for methods, you know, because I too frequently feel that the method supersedes the individual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a crime and a shame. But I finally yielded because <laughs> you needed to for marketing purposes. And it's a good thing because the science of switching on was born. And, uh, and it, hypothetically, To me, it was in all areas of life that the same principles takes in in the arts. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of uh, dedication, and an incredible relationship to failure. And I'll talk more about that later. But uh, those and many other principles were clearly the same things that would enable a person to become a successful entrepreneur. To run a company well, to do it. It was just clear to me that no matter what area of life you're talking about business, personal relationships the same things apply. Mm-hmm. It was hypothetical until about six or seven years ago where I had the opportunity. You know, people, some people were telling me so often, gosh, this would work in business too, because a lot of uh, musicians you know, who go into business, right, UK, they said, need to bring this into my company. And uh, so I started getting the opportunity. And it uh, met with an incredible reception. And people really valued it. And people got a lot from it. And it's it's a, a joy for me to help people experience this. Because what it's about ultimately is the fullest expression of who we are. And being able to bring that into the world without with as few limitations as humanly possible. So, what is this
1: method then? The the method of... uh, How how does it it do? Yeah, how
0: how does one do it? Well, you know, uh, there's ten key principles, and uh, nothing new in terms of the first one being awareness, because you can't do anything about what you're unaware of, or it's difficult, shall we say, I can't say, yeah, for sure, but well, there are ten key principles, uh, you know uh, second principle is patterns are power. Um, patterns drive our life. If we actually knew the degree to which patterns are making our life what it is, we would be very frightened. We think we see them, but we don 't um, and but But the thing is about them is that they 're neutral they don 't have an opinion about whether as a pattern, they are moving you in the direction of your goals or away from your goals. So so you had better well become conscious. You need to wake up. And then the third one I, I always enjoy, which is uh, Stevens' Law of Relativity. See, Einstein really only took it to a certain degree. And, He kind of ran out of of gas, you know, uh, so I I took it the rest of the way and made it a law. But uh, simply what it says is that as human beings, we really only get things when we experience them in relationship to something else, relative to something else, uh, this versus that. So I can explain to someone how to do something all day long but the minute I get that opportunity to set up a contrast, like for instance, they'll stumble onto the new things that I've been trying to trick them into doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have them go back and review what they were doing. And it's like this. Oh. So that's really where ahas come from. It comes from contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't know if you've ever, I'm, I'm sure you have, I mean, you listen listened to Esther Hicks, and, <laughs> right? Too, yeah. too, too many times. Right, so you understand. Yes. Um, but that's really what it is, so we have, to, we have to become aware. We then have, and there's a lot of other elements because there's also honesty in it, there's things. So anyway, thank key principles, and then there's the five, five stages of ultimate performance and you can break anything down into elements right Mm -hmm. so there's a model i have which is uh the four stages being um body mind emotion and energy and we have to become master performers on each of those stages which is like a physical stage Mm -hmm. and then we have to let go of it and all four of those stages sit on the fifth stage, which is something I call the quickening. Mm. It's a state of being where one is com- fully self aware, yet completely unself conscious. And self consciousness is the judgment, but full awareness is where, oh, that's happening. Oh, look at me doing that. And that's where this magnificent dance between craft and intuition plays. And I don't care if you're talking about a CEO giving a, a, a speech at their you know, public offering. Uh, they are dancing that dance if they're good. And if you said, which one's leading at any particular point, they wouldn't be able to tell you. It's so fluid. Fluid and integrated. Yeah, Yeah. And so that's what it is.
1: So for someone who wants to get started, I mean, let, let's...
0: What I do is I help them
1: through each of those stages. Right. So what you're talking about is is a, a, a process very similar to what we work on here, yes. you know, with every episode of the show, right? And we, we look at it from three pillars, physical, mental, and spiritual, and then realms within the pillars. Right. But um, look, I, I, We've never said ours is the only route, right? Right. there's lots of routes. Yeah. Um, I think the key thing is we find a route that works for us right. and start making that journey, right? So, how does one get started on their journey that hopefully will end with their um, being in on the quickening?
0: Uh, they'll be able to enter the quickening any time that they need to express, be walking into the world, or even by themselves creating, where there's no such thing as uh, being stifled creatively. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's some very interesting things we can do, but, but it's very uh, specific, and you and I spoke about this a little bit, where you have to know where you're going, Right. right? You have to know what it is you want to achieve. And when you know what it is you want to achieve, then you look at where you are in relationship to what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then you start analyzing what's in the way. And there will most likely be things that lie in the realm of body. And body just doesn't mean your own physical body. It means the material world. So maybe you have your environment set up in a, in, a, in a chaotic, ergonomic, you know, scattered way mm-hmm. that is debilitating. Um, and, we t- and you and your message to me talked about uh, that this was a, one of the things you wanted to center on was mindset. Mm-hmm. And if there was a one thing that I could leave people with, and I really feel there is, it's when you're looking at getting to where you're desiring to be, examining your thoughts and asking the question, are the thoughts I'm thinking undermining me or supporting me? Mm. Mm-hmm. How, how, how simple is that? That's really it. Are the thoughts I'm thinking undermining me or supporting me? How do we know? Well, first of all, you gotta know that you're thinking something and most people don't. All right? So, um, then you have to start listening and that's the awareness part uh to what be what's happening below the radar you have to develop sensitivity to what your what's going on in there most people need to work with a coach for that and that's what i do i help people find out what the obstacles are it's not psychology so it's just like here is what you're telling yourself and this is probably not going to serve to move you rapidly toward where you want to go. So, uh, first of all, you have to realize what you are telling yourself. Mm-hmm. And something as simple as, well, you know, I'm not very good at that, mm-hmm. you know. Why? Why would you, why would you
1: land on that, you know? Well, I just had that conversation with my daughter yesterday and, and explaining to her that when, when we say we can't, that can become a self-fulfilling Absolutely. prophecy, right?
0: It, it certainly isn't going to support us in moving forward. Uh, one thing I talk about is, is uh, the better you get at this, being able to read your own intuition and your own energy, and I'm not talking woo-woo energy, you know, emotions are uh, the result, uh, are the body experiencing the, the result of our thinking, mm-hmm. right? So it's physiological and endorphins and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so what I talk about is people get better and better at this uh, micro-experiences. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I can feel at this point like that. And I go, oh, what are I, why, why did that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a signal and that's about the mistakes too mistakes are information
1: so i I really wanted to delve into the the question of failure and how we deal with that because that also has such a huge impact but i I, you know we're we're close to running out of time so let's just emphasize your main point and that is we have to examine our
0: thoughts to see if they're undermining us or or supporting supporting us. us it's very very simple that's it are the thoughts i'm thinking undermining me or supporting me when they're undermining you you don't feel good when they're supporting you you feel like there's hope and since there are those who will contend that everything is us being deluded (laughs) no matter what we think might as well have a delusion that impels us forward than that bogs us down and and, uh paralyzes us absolutely absolutely
1: Stephen, thank you so much for coming and talking to us on the way my to My
0: pleasure. Trip. I appreciate you having me. A toast to you, sir.
1: Salut. Salut. So as Steve spoke about the science of switching on, he helped us focus in on one crucial element. And that is, are our thoughts aligned with where we want our life to be going. We can be thinking thoughts that support where we want to go, and we can be thinking thoughts that undermine where we want to go. And the key is, as often as possible, to be aware of what we're thinking and how it aligns or not with our goals. I think it's, it's a tall order and we have to be ready to not do it well in the beginning especially. But if we, if we keep focused on are my thoughts undermining or supporting where I want to go, with practice we'll get there. If you have thoughts about someone you'd like to see on the show, Maybe you think you'd make a good guest yourself. Let us know. Go to our website, thewaytowowshow.com. Drop us a line. If you have a question about something a guest said, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my Belle.